Hello and welcome to the Make It A Win podcast. My name is Porik and the goal with this podcast is to talk to people from around the world who inspire and motivate every day in the hope to inspire and motivate you. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and I'm very happy to announce that the Make It A Win podcast is proudly sponsored by a small Irish business over here in Melbourne called Attack Sports Australia. I've been lucky enough to get to know one of the founders over the past year in John Barrett. John and myself became quite good friends and he reached out to me earlier on in the year to offer me his prog to help with my recovery. And I cannot rave about his compression wear enough. If you're tired of aching pains after your workouts and you'd like to shorten your recovery so you can be at your very best for every session, then Attack Sports Compression Wear is the solution. To order your gear today, the website is attackoz.com. That's A-T-A-K-O-Z.com. Enjoy and enjoy the recovery, guys. You just need one day or one thing to bring your mood up. You just need one win. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Make It A Win podcast. My guest today, Tony McAlevey, he is an ex-firefighter, ex-lifeguard, and currently a personal trainer, but not just any personal trainer, a one-of-a-kind, influential, motivational, making it a win every single day personal trainer. Unlike the rest, and he's absolutely incredible, as you've seen from them three uh, job titles there, Tony cares a lot about others and caregiving and giving back with the three job roles I've just mentioned. Cannot wait to have a chat with him today. So, Tony, how are you, brother? I'm good. Thank you very much for that. See, usually when people introduce me, it's not as nice. So, no, it's 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 good to get that. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, the, the thing you said there is, whenever you go through anything I've done, I always find it weird because see when people introduce you, it's like if I was to introduce you to somebody, uh, like the first thing you always say is their job. But I'm always like a, a person so much more than that. And the good thing is you touched on what I've done. And then, because I always say like the main thing I'm about is impacting people, like a wee bit of a change their lives or it's Joe saving lives through firefighting or changing life for coaching. So yeah, no, that's more so all people need to know about me. I'm, I'm just about impact and that's really it. Everything else falls second nature. So no, all's good with me. How are you, bro? Brother, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's been an absolutely beautiful day here. So really, really good, doing well. And uh, for those watching and whatnot, Tony's actually my coach at the moment. So if anyone knows how I'm doing, it is Tony at the moment. He's helping me uh, get a little bit leaner for the hot pea summer is what I'm going to be calling it. I'm getting lean for <laughs> Christmas and it's going to be fantastic. So my goal is to be wearing a Speedo, just like Tony down at the beach, eating my turkey dinner on Christmas Day. But yeah, going very well, man. Have you got a red set picked out and a red Santa hat? I've got a yellow one, man. I've got a yellow one. Which doesn't go yellow, which doesn't go with the skin color at all. Suppose you're gonna stand out, then you'll be like the banana man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'd love to. So obviously, it's not who you are, but it's a massive part of what's made you who you are is the training and the fitness and going to the gym. So that goes back, I think, what you were saying, maybe like six years of just training like an absolute animal. I'd love you to explain a little bit of your story and whatnot. Uh, best way to explain me is did not fit in in school, struggled with my speech, went to secondary school, still struggled to really fit in. And what I mean by fit in is I wasn't smoking blunts and being a right, but I was just like, I really didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do. I would have copied other kids and stuff, like whenever I really think about it. And it was just one of the things where I was never really securing myself. So 
I completely went down the rabbit hole of fitness from like 16 to 18 and just got re- in the decent shape. Uh, and it just sort of built from there. Like it just sort of started from that. And then I've just been, cause see whenever I dedicated my like a year or two to fitness, everything for me changed. It wasn't the fact that I got in shape. It's the discipline. It was the confidence it gave me. And then my whole life has changed from like being able to, like I could, like I, I could not, like I've not drank for a year around that time period, around about 19 or 18 or 20 or something. I think I didn't drink for 19 or something for a year. And like, even it's not just the shape, it's the mental transformation. Like I just know when I put my mind to something, I can do it now. Cause I know like I didn't drink for a year. I know that I haven't missed a workout in like six or seven years now. I think fully like I don't miss calories and it's not a case of I'm a lunatic. It's just that discipline for me is what builds my life in other areas. Like whenever I took that discipline and put it into like, right, I want to put this this commitment, this discipline into building my business. I've done it. Then I moved and was a great, I wanted this with my family. Now my family relationship's really good. Then I wanted to do it with property. Now I'm doing it with property and then just moved across. So that like confidence of like, right, well, if I work hard enough at something, I'll actually be able to do it. That belief, that's sort of as, as, as like, I always say it's like a Disney quote, but it's like, that's sort of actually like, right. Well, if I stick to this and I work hard enough, it's not, if it is going to work, it's just a matter of when it's not if it's when. And for me, it's like the same, like I really struggle. Like I started property like four years ago. I'm like, I only got one house and it took me ages and it was a fucking nightmare getting through the second. And then once I got the second, they've literally just started snowballing like that. Like literally just started coming really, really quickly. Whereas the first one and two was a fucking like a three year process. And it's just that sort of, if you stick with something and you work hard enough, it'll pay off. And I think a lot of people, and this is me, a lot of people that come to me haven't stuck to something long enough and been through the shit period. Cause you'll always get this. And I don't mean to go around. You'll always get this like initial motivational, right? Let's go fucking at this for six weeks, 12 weeks, a month or two, but it's getting through that shit period of from about three months in to a year where most people give up. And then that's the really, when everything changes the most for people in training, business, food, family, like you're not going to build a good family relationship in three months, but you're going to build it in over a year. Probably it's, it's like that commitment, even like a relationship, Joe, I don't mean to go on a ramp, but it's that sort of that discipline for me is to change me. And then that's sort of the reason why I do it because I know the impact that Neil and fitness and training has had on every area of my life, my relationships. It's that that's my catalyst. So I know that, I can do that with other people. And that's the only reason I really coach. It's not because I like to get people shredded and get them aesthetic. It's because I know that if you can nail this and do this for six months to a year, everything else for the rest of your life will be a lot easier, better, and you'll just have more belief. I know that sounds weird, but that that probably, I hope that makes sense. No, no, 100%. I love that. Absolutely brilliant. Like things you start off in, they're not always going to be the easiest. It's, it's like anything, if you go into your first day of work, you know if you think back it's not it wasn't the easiest you're a bit shy or yeah. you didn't know where the mugs were for a cup of tea and then a year goes by and you feel very comfortable you're in safe network and you feel good and people are coming to you now for oh hi where's the mug you know yeah like the first time i went into a house fire i was fucking shit myself like shit myself because you're literally running in while everybody's running out and i was like holy fuck you can't even see in here but then like two years down the line, maybe about 18 months, like everything's second nature and you're not even thinking about it. So as you said, it's just the nerves and the, the stick on with it. Completely. You spoke there as well about like how, like even just you starting the gym and starting this fitness journey and life journey, really, it helped improve your relationships. So with family, with your girlfriend, with friends and whatnot, like 
for anyone that goes on to Tony's Instagram, you will see straight away how much his family are like. First thing first, I think you're a family man, then you're a PT. You know, you're just a fella from Nuri, and then you're a personal trainer. Like if you go on to your Instagram, you you start to learn about your mom, your dad, and whatnot. How important is it to have that strong relationship, that strong strong build with the family? Yeah, like see, it's really personal, I think, as well. Like I see my values are F I F F. So it's family, impact, freedom, and then fun. So I know that sounds odd, but I do everything in that order and I always stick with them as my force high, pro- high priority. So like if any of them are getting, say for example, a night out, like if a night out's not going to affect either of them four for me or three, the top three, then I'll do it because that's my fun. But if I feel like it's going to impact my freedom, it's going to fuck me over with getting more freedom. And I mean like travel and stuff or my impact in people's lives or my family, like I'm not going to get spent time with them that week. Then I always pick that first. But it's like you said, like some people's family will, some people's family will be their friends, you know, like your family could be actually your, your friend group. Cause you may not be close, but as you said, for me, it's one of them things where like, I don't have a very big social group. Like I just don't, I don't have many close, close friends, but that's why one, one reason why my family is so close to me. And it's, as you said, it's like, it, I think that's one of the reasons why my business does quite well as well, because it's relatable. Like a lot of people's values, if you watch them and they're fucking meatheads on Instagram and they're fucking off their beans and juice, their their highest value is looking good in the mirror for a selfie. Whereas if you, as you said, if you click on my Instagram, like my highlight reels aren't even client results or me. They're, there's like family one, family two. Like I only caught this the other day. And like, it's that sort of thing when you click on, you get a sense of like what it's like being in my house. And that's just like a t- typical family. So I think, it's just not being afraid to show that. But for me, it's been the biggest thing for my mental health because like everybody will know this and you'll hear this cheesy quote as you get older. It's like, as you get older, your circle gets smaller. But like, it's just sort of knowing, like for me, it's knowing that at the end of the day, shit hits the fan. And like, yes, I've got a bit of like, to an extent I have, I've had some decent hype over the last year or two because obviously things have been going well. But I know if I went homeless tomorrow, my family would still look at me the same. And it's that sort of case. If that's the reason why, like every year, I'll pay for my ones to go on a full holiday. I'll pay for everything. Like I'll pay for stuff at home. I'll cover expenses. You know, if we're going out for shopping or food, I try and cover most of it because I'm doing well now. But for fucking twenty years of my life, my dad was paying for everything. And for all I know, I could go fucking. Everybody could stop getting coached by me tomorrow. My property could go under. You know, so it's just that sort of case of it. I look after the people who look after me, and I always want to spend my time with the people who really, at the end of the day whenever shit hits the fan and I, if, if shit hits the fan and I go down or whenever I'm older, there are the people I want to look back and go, right, well, I gave my time to them, you know? Yeah, it, it's crazy as well. Like, I remember, like, you you really do have to work on, it's like anything in life, you have to really work in the family relationship. I remember when I was at home, me and my mom used to fight like cat and dog every single day. It would just be, like, it, it, at times we couldn't be in the same room with each other. Me and my brother used to fight like cat and dog, and it was just a horrible point. And then it almost took me moving away to realize how important they were for me. And then, like, now I'll speak to my mom most evenings. I'll ring Cal, my brother, like, probably every evening as well, just to talk. And, like, we've put time, we've put effort into that, their relationship, and it's just expanded now to where I know that they have my back and vice versa. And it, it's brilliant now, like, absolutely brilliant. But it is something you need to put time Yeah. In. That's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people like will write in my Instagram Q&A's and stuff and go like, 
how to solve a family issue. And I'm like, you can't solve something that's taken four years to break down in, in three months. Like if it's, if you're, if you, if, especially during puberty, I think a lot of relationships break down between like that, like 15 to 21 period because socializing the norms of Instagram and like trying to keep up with the Joneses, shit like that sort of takes priority until you really cop on and realize that families like your main value or the majority of people that's one of the main things that matter and then you realize right all that time i've been putting into other people or this or that needs to go in my family and as you said it's just time it's like that i guarantee when you go home because you put in a shift and it's probably made you in a way as much as you miss them over there it's probably made you more grateful give you a better family relationship then when you go home you'll actually notice that you're like fuck this is a lot different than the last time because everybody even like everybody in your family like it, it will be a different a energy probably to an extent you know where everybody's wanting to put in a bit of work it's different if it's a one-way boat but or a one-way street's probably the better way to say it but i'm looking at a boat that's the only reason i say it though uh i know there's one fucking going straight outside there but it's one of them things where yeah like i couldn't agree more it's like anything if you work hard enough at it it'll stick but it's just one of the things where that's probably worth it but it can be very frustrating to just realize that that's your downside like joe it's like whenever you're training and you're not seeing any results and you're like fuck me why do i look the same like that's the most important part to stick because that's when people give up and that's when people go backwards and that's when like if you're digging in with your family and you're trying to bring your mom out for lunch every saturday and she's saying she's flat out and you have to move to sunday but you're supposed to be busy it's like do you give up your sunday and still go over or do you stick with the plans you had you know similar things like that like i, I do feel make a big difference and i think even from like a, a mental health perspective knowing what is really important to you is really valuable because then you know what matters and you're not as worried because i think a lot of people's health takes a dip from what they think others think of them you know, yeah, rather than definitely. the people that matter most definitely i think yeah and um... People care a lot about, and, and I'd be guilty of it myself. Like, I think everyone's guilty of it, but just thinking of what others are thinking. And it, it comes to that point where you just need to go, who cares? It doesn't matter. As long yeah. as I and my close circle are in a good place, then that's all it is. How you know you really value, like, your your family and your close circle? Do you know that whenever you do something wrong and your mum says, your dad says, like, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed, and you're like, oh, that's fucking grim. Whereas if some random wrote that underneath my Instagram, I'd go, who the fuck is this ball bag? Yeah. Joe, 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 but when my mum or my dad says, I'm like, fuck, you know, shit, because it's not, fair enough, we all want approval, but approval from, like, your mum or dad or your close family is, deep down, that's a lot more important it's like your know, animal instinct as well like lands and stuff like it's pack approval rather than like fucking different braids worrying about it you know it's that sort of a sort of instinct if that makes sense it, but that's how you know like i think that's the one i always really get back to like that feeling of like imagine like joe you know, i didn't spend enough time where she's disappointed like stuff like that would fucking wipe me out so i still remember the first time my mom told me that she wasn't angry she was disappointed and that feeling oh i broke a 40 inch tv with an Xbox controller, so I was there like playing FIFA or whatever. They were out for dinner. I scored like a last minute winner, celebrated, but like through the remote and it went through the TV. And the entire oh, was sitting there going, Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna have to move out. I think it was like eight years old, and I was like, I'm gonna be kicked out of this house. And she came home and she threw that one at me. And I remember that feeling going, Oh my god, please be angry at me, please. Yeah. It's the worst feeling ever. It's not nice. I know exactly how you feel. That's it. It's it's not a good one, but everybody knows that. Like, I think parents know that too. They know that's the one that hits you in the ghoulies the most. Like, yeah. like I would yeah, use that now yeah. if I had a child and he annoyed me. I'd be like, I'm gonna use this because that's a constant. Yeah. 
100%. I use it in the school I work in every so often. I'm like, you know what? Oh, no. Do what you want. I'm not even angry. I'm just disappointed. And then I'll walk away with a real stern look. And like the kids are just like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. It's brilliant. I used to watch loads of like inspirational talks and stuff. Like, I'm, to be fair, they only get you motivated for like three minutes. But sometimes you get wee quotes from them. Like, and I always remember the one. Like Pip, I, I've used this on loads. Like you'll well know this. You'll know this because I do it all the time. Me and Mickey's podcast, or I do it whenever mom wanted people to ask me for a bit of advice. And I'm always like, there's a, there's a, like you'll hear 50 Cent say, Joe, you know, if it wasn't for pain, joy wouldn't feel so good. And then you also get like Pitbull always saying, like, you can't have a mountain without a valley. You literally cannot have a mountain without a valley. You can't yeah. have a high without a low. And as you said, they're like, you can't have flowers without rain unless you're like a fucking cactus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Then you're just hurting everyone. Well, it's that sort of trade-off. I think you need a wee bit of stick. Like usually your best, your your highest high will come after the lowest low, in my opinion. Like, like I always I've never, never probably felt worse in my life than when I was 17 and I had an issue with like three or four women back to back. And then I this is just I've never felt shitter. And then for the last couple of years, I've never felt better because of how shit them years were for me. I think you'll notice people that like probably have the time of their lives in school, usually then have a wee bit of a down spell somewhere else in their life and then go back up. It's just, it's taking your turn because you'll see people and you'll be like, fuck, he's doing really well and everything's going really well for him. But everybody takes a shit spell somewhere for a year or two or for time periods. It, it happens to everyone, no matter how rich, how famous. You'll see it with everybody. Everybody gets a wee bit of dirt thrown at them now and then. Completely, completely, man. Couldn't agree more. What 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 helps you whenever you do feel like that and get into that funk? Like, obviously, there's no magic pill or overnight thing that you can do but what helps you just start to feel a little bit better i see i control what i control like any aggression i have i've always brought to the gym like i always use like an anchoring point really helps me when i'm stressed and stuff so like i'll always have an anchoring point so like yeah, i got this from like I forget where this came from i think it's from d martini but a uh, an anchoring point is like where you literally set set yourself down plant your own anchor in until you feel better so like i'll always go out to say the front of my house and have a cup of tea in the garden with my feet in the grass even if it's fucking snow and it's winter like i'll still do it because it resets me and then i'll usually and it sounds odd but like i'll always write down a pen and paper like why i'm feeling off and sometimes you'll be like i literally don't know why i feel down or off and then i think just controlling what you can like kneeling small things till you feel better and doing what makes you happy in the first place like if you enjoy the gym go to the gym if you enjoy playing golf go play it even if you don't feel like it because it'll pick you up it's like <clears throat> it's like whenever you do something you enjoy it'll bring bring that slowly back to you and you just i always sort of explain to people that you just need one day or one thing to bring your mood up you just need one win whether that's joe learning a wee bit of spanish or whether that's hitting a good workout or whether that's going golfing with a friend or like meeting up with a friend for a bit of crack like nothing serious just meet up for a laugh go for a drink or two don't get fucking loaded i think the worst thing you can do that majority of people do and this is just my honest opinion is whenever they get down and low they resort to escapism which is loads of, like this is not me dissing alcohol or drugs but it's a case of like if you're feeling like shit and you start drinking and taking drugs or even if you just get loaded like alcohol is depressing you're going to feel even worse the next couple of days like it, you've got fuck all happiness in you at the minute and alcohol literally takes happiness from the days after and puts it into that night. So, like, if you're feeling like shit and you go on the drink, yeah, you'll feel better for a couple of hours, but it's like putting in a plaster or a bullet wound, you're going to feel even worse the next week. And you see people use that with drugs where they're trying to fill a hole and they're not addressing the real problem. Sometimes you just have to write it out and sit and 
Like if you feel like shit, don't try and dull it. Like go for a drink or two and go for a bit of crack. But if you want to get plastered, it's a recipe for disaster. So for me, it's it's one of them things where slow and steady, take a win, troll what you can and do something that brought you joy last time. Even if it's something as simple as watching a really good movie, like going to the cinema by like I've I felt really shit before and went to the cinema to watch one of the Marvel movies and immediately I've been like, fuck, I love Marvel. It's very, and it'll just bring me around even by myself. It'll just bring me, yeah. not 100%, but it'll just slowly nudge you in the right direction. Once you get, yeah, once you go from 10, 20, 30, 40, you can start cranking back in, but it's like everything. It's like, if something annoys you, give it a week, like give it a month. Like as annoying as it is, like we've all probably lost a grandparent or something like that down the line. And for the first week, year, it's hurtful. But as time passes, time heals everything and i know that's annoying and people don't like hearing that and sometimes time doesn't heal as well but time does heal most wounds so it's the same with you're feeling like shit you just need to like suck for it do what you can do what you can to make yourself feel better and it will pass it's just getting for it everybody's like that i think the problem is most people feel alone in that whenever everybody gets the shittest days ever like i fuck me there's days where everything goes wrong for everybody and i think it's just that that whole it's definitely fucking as much as i always complain about instagram like it's made my career and everything but it's that highlight reel comparison like you literally do just sit and compare yourself to other people's lives bodies yeah, and everything completely. i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more but it's, it's yeah. very it's very easy to go and compare yourself but then at the end of the day it's you against you just compare yourself against who you were yesterday and if you've got a step closer towards your goal brilliant you're on the right track if not what can you do to get that step closer and I think that's the perfect way to be it. It is though. The bar the, the goal I always moves to like, like I got somebody writing around one of my videos every week being like, Oh, you literally have my dream body. And I was like, mate, I'm not even in shape. I'm bulking. Like I was like, I'm pretty fucking fat. But like that shows you where his goal is, and then that shows you where mine's moved towards. If you asked me three years ago what I want to look like, I would have probably told you me. Yeah. No, but it's a case of just being happy where you are. Like it's good that you want to chase more because that should keep you moving. It's it's human necessity. It's sorry, human instinct to want more. We're greedy creatures, but there's also being like wanting more and then being happy of where you're at. Like, yes, I'm going to work towards more you know, freedom, money, a better business, a better life, but also don't like wish away today for a better tomorrow. Like focus on what you have now. It's like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Completely. It's uh, You shared it on your story as well. And I absolutely love this one. It's Matthew McConaughey where he's asked when he's, I think, like 10 or 15 years old, who's your hero? I think he says, oh, it's me. I'm my hero in 10 years' time. And then they come back to him and like, oh, who's, so are you, are you your hero? And he goes, no, not even close, but my hero is now me at 35. And then comes back at 35 and he's like, are you a hero? No, it's me at 45. You see, my hero is always going to be me 10 years ahead. I'm never going to actually meet my hero, but I'm always going to keep chasing him so that someday I'm, a, this, I'm very, very close to actually being who I want to be. No, I mean, I, I completely agree. It's one of the things as well, where like, if you're looking up to other people, like you're not seeing the cracks in their, in their sort of, in their armor. Like I always use this. If like, I'm jealous or I'm comparing myself to somebody, I'll always write their name down in pen and paper. Like you'd be surprised to write down, like I could write down anybody. Uh, and like, I'll always list the main reasons that it's annoying me that I'm jealous of them. So it might be, Joe, you know, this person's famous, this person's fucking unbelievable looking joe this person's fucking six foot five joe anything it could be anything random that's annoying me and then i'll write right whatever reasons it is i'll write them all out everything i can think of about that person why their life's great and then i'll spend 20 minutes writing as many reasons as why i wouldn't swap my life for theirs so like it could be my family my business my passion joe 
I feel like I'm happier and I'll make the list, even if they're not all on the money, like I'm making, you're sort of making observations, but like I'll make, say the list of, I wrote about him that I'd want to be him is four. I'd make sure the list that I wrote about me is probably about 35 to 40. Like I would literally make sure it's 10 times longer. And then that shifts the scales, Joe, you know, that you're more grateful for who to be you than them. Uh, and a lot of people will bullshit themselves when they do that sort of task. And it, they'll do like five and they'll be like, yeah, that's enough. But if you actually spend it, like I went to a course before and they made us do it, but you weren't allowed to write a list. You had to write it in the same spot that you wrote the last words. And like, I remember writing in the wee patch that I wrote for him went like black, just bare about, it was just scribbled in. And the page I wrote for myself, like I went for like four or five pages because of how much I was writing, you're like straight through. But the thing is then afterwards, I completely have never looked at that person that I was very jealous of and went, fuck i love to be that person i've always went oh fuck that i would hate to be him and it's yeah. not a case of there's anything wrong with being that person it's a case of i'm more grateful to be me and i think that's the key most people aren't and it's just sort of using me tricks like that it's, that is a trick really when you break it down it's just breaking down your thought process getting you back in your own head but now i can do that out in the walk like i can do that literally when i'm walking about i can see somebody and go fuck look at the neck of him and then i go yeah, but fuck that. Like, I wouldn't want to be him. And then I just think that resets you really quickly, makes you grateful. And then once you're grateful, like, you'll always hear people say, like, gratitude changes your life and think fucking, oh, what the fuck's this? But if you did write down three things you're grateful for, morning, noon, and night, like, you will feel in a better position. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I completely agree. I've been practicing gratitude now all year where I just write down three things. And, like, there's just small things. Sometimes it's one word and that that's it. But it just, as soon as you see it on the paper, you're like, okay. I'm pretty happy. Today's going to be a good day. Yeah, oh, exactly. Even on the days where it's shit, like the days where it's shite, like whenever you're starting to think like that, I remember the three things we wrote down at Martini because the boy was Jack Kavanagh. He does a podcast. Uh, I think it's called A Better Human, but he's a really lovely fella and he got a spinal injury diving into like a, a beach in Alifur. Like he just broke his neck, hit a, hit a bit of sand. So like just pure, he said pure unlock, like just unlucky. Like everywhere else in the beach was fine. He dived in there, and broke his neck, and that was him. And like he's fine. He's a great lad. of all the time. But I just remember, like when me and him were talking, then like his were like, I'm just grateful I can see. I'm grateful I can actually hear. And I was like, these sound so like you hear people saying, oh, I'm grateful to see. I'm grateful. To... But like if you if you, do you ever see whenever like something really shit happens, like if you get a really sore pain in your stomach and you're like, fuck, I could. I know this sounds all, but you're like fuck, this is that sore that I wouldn't be surprised if I had to go get an operation. This could be it. I know that sounds completely over the top, but it's like when your health goes, you don't want nothing but your health. So it's like the first thing I'm most grateful for because one day you'll not have it and that's all you'll want. Like it, it, whenever you're lying on your deathbed, like all you'll want is your health. So it's that sort of thing of bringing you back to basic needs. And like if you ever see Maslow's hierarchy of like psychological needs, it's always the first one is like human, like human needs, like water, safety, health. And then after that, you're talking about security and home then you're talking about belonging and then you're talking about self-esteem and you can't you, like these are the pure basics because like you're not worried about how people think about you if you're down a thirst in the desert like you're not worried about like you're not worried about how people think about you if you can't afford your mortgage like yeah, yeah. Joe, let's just break that back to like right well i'm grateful that i have water i'm grateful that i actually have a fucking house i'm grateful that i have a family and then once you have all the needs ticked the last one is enlightenment and that's where like he argues that you can't actually get to where you need to go unless all the other needs are met. So like, unless you've got your, your, like your main functions met, like your, your, your normal needs of your water health thing. Then you've got your, like if you look up the table, you'll see it. It's been a while security. Then you're looking at like a uh, 
belonging, then you're looking at self-esteem, and then you're looking at enlightenment. If you have all them covered, you can go up to enlightenment. But if any of them are missing, your body will never think of what's the next step and how do I move forward. They'll be too focused on whatever needs missing. So that's why you notice like a lot of people will have the bottom three or so, and then or bottom two, and then they'll spend their whole life trying to fill that need of belonging to something or belonging to somebody or Joe, that like that hole. And sometimes you have to realize that like, you're not going to get that off somebody else. You're going to get that off yourself. And that's why you see people chase relationships that chase Joe, the joint sports team to try and fill that hole, which is completely fine. But whenever that goes, then they end up trying to fill it with something else. Like whenever you're 35 and you're 40, you have to leave your GA team. You're, you're what are you going to fill out with next? You know, it's that sort of thing of like, right, where do we go? It's, it's a bit of a deep one, but if you ever look at the table and think, right, where do I get these needs from and what's missing? Then you can sort of plug them and then you actually realize that you feel way better. It's a, it's a yeah. fucking weird one. No, I love it, man. Love, absolutely love that. Um, I think that's been absolutely perfect, but I would love to ask because you're, you've given me so much there, very, very inspirational and a lot of advice there, but what's the best advice you've ever received yourself personally? Oh, my mom always gives me my best advice. Always, like, I just think anybody that's given advice, like, needs to be in a position you want to be. And people will be like, fuck, you want to be in a position your mom? If I could be one person, I know it sounds hard, but like my mom's probably, as much as she actually, she suffers with depression and like she's bipolar and stuff, like she is probably, whenever she's happy, the happiest person I know. So that always, for me, makes me feel like, right, well, that's the direction I want to go. It's like, do you know that John Lennon quote when the teacher asks him, what do you want to be when you're older? And he says, I want to be happy. It's it, and then the teacher goes, "You've read that wrong." And John Lennon goes, "No, you don't understand. Like that's all I want. Like that's exactly how I feel." So my mom always says to me, "Like don't say what if." Like she always says, "Don't say what if." Like if she says there's anything she could do now, she says like she, like it would be just don't have where you're going. Oh well, like coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like don't have what ifs. Like what if I went for it? That's the reason I quit the fire service and all. Like because I know exactly the way my life would have been. And I would have been happy. But I definitely would have said, oh, what if I left and went for it all in? Like, where would I have been? Like, I would, like if you'd have told me 18 months ago I'd be in Dubai living, like, I would have went, nah, there's not a fucking mission. Like, so I'm just, it, it's that rolling the dice for me is like the, the best bit of advice I'll give somebody because usually nine times out of ten, see if shit hits the fan, you end up in the same position you were in anyway. Because, like, if shit hit the fan and this all went tits up, I'd probably just reapply for the fire service and go back. Do you know, like, and I'm in the same position I was two years ago, plus of the journey. So for me, the best bit of advice I've had is what if, and then probably the worst bit of advice that I get is whenever people tell you to be realistic. I think that is the worst piece of fucking advice you can give. Mine's very similar to yours for worst piece of advice. uh, Stop dreaming. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. Like, I feel like, fair enough, like, there can be, like, I feel like sometimes there's two types of people when people say that, like, when somebody says be a realistic or that's a bit much to me, it fires me up, but I know it kills a lot of our people because I sort of love a bit of stick. Like, I love a bit of fucking where somebody turns around and says, Joe, nah, like, that's too much. Like, whenever I started doing the property, like, my dad and mum were a wee bit hasn't done it. And, like, naturally, you can understand there's a lot of fucking equity and stuff that goes in. And like they were like, look, what way are you going with this? And I was like, right, well, this is the this is where I'm going. And they were going, that is absolutely stupid. Like that is just obscene. Like there's no need for that. Lot. And I was going, yeah, but if I go here or I aim for that and I fall a wee bit short, then I'm still pretty fucking good. Like whereas if I aim for a small amount, you're gonna get even less, like because you're gonna struggle to hit your goal anyway. And as you said, it's that yeah, like being realistic, stop to that as as mad as that sounds and as cheesy as 
it really is, in my opinion, what sort of shoots people in the thought. If you think big, then you'll always get to some level of big. Whereas if you're thinking small, you're fucked. Like, like and that's that's one of the reasons why it's taken me. People say I've grown quite quickly, but that's one of the reasons why I've grown. I feel it's very slow on social media business. It's because I've I've thought too small at times, and you only the, the shit thing with that is I think you only get that from talking to other people that are thinking bigger, like. Like whenever, like whenever I'm out here and like I met a fella, they were they were awake and like he's earning like two mil a year, and I was going like holy fuck, and he was like like no, he was like like uh, my goal was to earn five this year, like he was like like and I was and he was I was, he, was, he don't get me wrong, he was actually really happy, like don't get me wrong, he wasn't just che- but he was like this is fucking like this is small fry stuff, like and I was sort of going holy fuck, like but it's that sort of case of I was going like. Like he isn't even remotely thinking this isn't going to happen. He's just like, no, nah, fuck, this is going bigger. And then I think the more you surround yourself with people like that, the more you're like, well, fuck it. He can do it. I can do it. You know, that whole, the, the right environment and the right people. But as you said, what's the best bit of advice you've got? Best bit of advice. Um, brilliant. Um, my dad has one where he says, never let the bastards beat you. And not very, you know, <laughs> not very well said, but I love it because, it's similar to the fact of don't let anyone tell you you can't be who you want to be. Don't let anyone tell you you can't get to where you want to get. My dad dropped out of school at nine years old. He now owns a successful business. He owns a restaurant or a cafe in Rutherford, going absolutely brilliant. He's owned a shop before. He's owned real estate. And that's a man who dropped out at nine years old. Every teacher that looked at him told him he was an idiot and that he wouldn't get anywhere in life. And that that fuel, whether it be fuel or whether it be ignorance, who knows, but that drove him to get to become what he is today. And similar with my mom, like my mom is my biggest fan that I have and will always say, you can be whatever you want to be. Like I have a, people can call it a, rig- a ridiculous dream of becoming a WWE wrestler. Like that's that's my passion. Yeah. That's my goal. And in my head, I will get that. No matter what happens in life, I will get there. And that's a matter one. that's class it's a mad goal to achieve but i know that i'll achieve it and um like the, the, my mom's been my biggest fan for that has always bigged me up I'm like yeah sure why can't you why, why can't you there's irish guys doing it at the moment over there so why can't you and like so i think never let the bastards beat you and then my dad also says a uh, love many trust few and always paddle your own canoe i like that one just because it's like Trust few, but the few that you do trust, keep them very, very close to you. Keep them in your circle and hold on to them for life. So I like that. Good, that's spot on. I like that. Something different, you know, as well. I think it's one of the things like a lot of people listening, if you're not close to a family, we probably got majority of ours from that. But like, I think as well, like just if you're struggling with that sort of thing, work on it. But on top of that, like if it's not family, go towards close friends. Like that's all you can do. Like if you don't have that sort of connection, because a lot of people don't. And it's you will get it from other people if you ask and you talk to and you connect with and you put time in there, then that will become your family. Because as much as people say like blood's thicker than water, yes, it is. But at the same time, if you're not if you're not close to family, you have to build it somewhere else, whether that's with your friends or with a partner, or, you know, that's that sort of thing where you just have to build that out over time. But no, yeah, look, that's good. Is there anything else you want to dive in there or are you happy? Yeah, man. Uh, the last question I'll just ask is what's been the biggest win of the week for yourself? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, for me, to be honest, it's probably taking a bit more downtime. I'm a bit of a workaholic. So, like, the biggest win for me is I'm, I'm getting my residency's getting approved now. So, that's a big win. And then for me, it's actually being able to take downtime because 
downtimes, uptime, like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's whenever I feel the best sometimes after I finish work. I know I deserve it. So for me, that's my biggest win. Actually taking it, I know it sounds ludicrous, but actually taking it there too off is my biggest win. I sound like a fucking nut job. What, what's yours? Uh, my biggest win was probably getting the 36th triathlon done um, this week. Uh, very, very happy to have got that finished and I've stepped closer to the end target. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much uh, for joining. Everyone out there, please go and check on Tony's um, Instagrams and socials. He's absolutely incredible. And if you are looking a brilliant, brilliant coach, I couldn't recommend a better man. He's superb. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, brother. For anyone out there struggling at the moment, please reach out. Whether it be to a friend, family member, co-worker or a professional helpline. It's incredible what a friendly voice and some understanding can do for you in a positive way. As always, stay golden, stay beautiful and make it a win.